It's 10 minutes after 8 p.m. You're tuned in to a Metro FM talk here on the Mighty Metro. We now go into our SMME exchange, which we bring to you every Tuesday, where we take a look at uh, all of the uh, cutting-edge conversations and the critical ones. Uh, in the small and medium-sized enterprise ecosystem. And uh, one of those has certainly been uh, the uh, scale of generosity provided uh, by many who have uh, tried to mitigate the impact that this is going to have on the revenues and the cash flow positions of many small and medium-sized enterprises. And uh, we uh, heard last week President Sir Ramaphosa revealing that the Rupert and Oppenheimer families had each contributed uh, 1 billion rand to assist small businesses and their employees who were, were affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, the country's uh, uh, 21-day lockdown will certainly have an impact on many of these entities, and uh, they will certainly be in need uh, of this uh, support. And uh, we've uh, uh, also been told later on that uh, uh, the contribution by Johan Rupert will be administered by business partners, an entity uh, that he had founded as well, and uh, uh, they are going to be administering the the 1 billion rand in funding. And the big question we're asking this evening is, how is all of this going to work. I'm joined on the line by David Morobe, who's the Executive General Manager for Impact Investment at Business Partners. David, good evening to you and welcome to Metro FM Talk. Good evening, Ayabonga, and thank you for having me. David, let's maybe start off here, I guess for some of our listeners who might not be familiar uh, uh, about who Business Partners is, your own uh, background and history as an entity. Uh, tell us a bit more about the work that you've done and uh, uh, maybe uh, briefly, I guess, an opportunity to uh, wax lyrical about some of your successes. Well, in short, we are a risk financier uh, who provide finance to small and formal small and medium enterprises. It is uh, something that we've done for the last uh, 39 years, and uh, I think we've proven ourselves quite capable of providing this finance and technical support Mm -hmm. on a large scale in a sustainable manner over the years. I think we've got very established processes and corporate governance structures to help us be able to deal with this from our systems per se. Effectively, we are very uh, proud and honored to have been appointed as administrator for this billion rents, and we hope we'll do the same that we have done over the last 39 years. Mm. Just talk to me, I guess, uh, about, you know, as business partners, your connection to Johan Rupert, uh, because I guess this conversation is also in relation uh, to uh, the generous donation he made. Um, uh, What's the link here um, between yourselves as business partners and uh, the Rupert family? Well, as you said, he is a shareholder and one of the founding, um, you know, establishers of uh, Business Partners Limited 39 mm-hmm. years ago. He's got about, uh, through Remgro, 43% uh, in our company. We've got a number of other shareholders, including the South African government through the Small Enterprise Finance Agency, and we've got a number of other private sector shareholders. If you want an example of a good... Uh, public-private partnership it emanated in how business partners were formed with the intention to make sure that the beneficiaries receive the funds that are intended for them and having very private sector-driven approaches to making those funds available. As you said, uh, Mr. Rupert is our founding um, father as mm. uh, business partners. You extend financing in the form of loans or is this a combination of loans and maybe uh, grants or, or a mix of those? Well, for this specific program, we took some time to think about how can we reach as many SMEs as is possible. And we thought uh, many SMEs fall within the formal small and medium enterprises, 
which is smack bang in a space that we assist uh, and our experience base is on. But there are many others that are, say, uh, sole proprietors who also need assistance. So we devised two forms of assistance, uh, two packages that would look one at the formal sole proprietors and the other at those businesses that have a legal persona which are formal as well. So uh, we would give that in a form of a grant to mitigate the early channel challenges, as well as a loan, particularly for formal small and uh, medium businesses, which would be on favorable terms with no repayment obligation in the first 12 months. And then thereafter, hopefully, the impact on the effect of this pandemic may have tapered off around that time and we can be able to begin to recoup so that we can be able to assist other SMEs. So, so let, me, let me understand you properly uh, uh, here in You are suggesting that uh, uh, you extend grants to sole proprietors um, and what I would venture to say would be very, very micro enterprises um, in the grant form and maybe more of those who have uh, an existing track record who might be deemed as, say, medium-sized enterprises beyond, say, the 10 million turnover mark. You would have uh, a, a more concessional kind of financing uh, and lending arrangement with them. Is that what you say? No, that's not what I'm saying. I, I put the word formal in front of the uh, sole proprietors because there are those sole proprietors that would operate sometimes as consultants. Uh, yes. Some of them would operate in the medical space. That's where our experience base lies, and we think a portion of the fund will be allocated to such people that are in the formal space. Mm. And then the rest would go to those that have a legal persona. And the grant would apply to both sides. It might be so that uh, on the sole proprietors, that assistance may end up in the form of a grant, while those that have a legal, that are legal entities uh, with a separate identity from the owners will be able to assist over a longer term by providing loan finance mm. up to about a million rands uh, on favorable terms, as I said. Okay, all right. And uh, this is very clear. I mean, uh, at your own insistence, you're suggesting this is for formal sector. Uh, players, even when it is for those sole proprietors that are offering maybe consulting services uh, or a range of other services that you've mentioned. So nothing for the informal sector here? At this stage, no, because business partners' experience basis, I've said, has always been in a formal, small and medium enterprise basis. Our whole systems and structures are geared to serve those kind of SMEs and to best be effective is mm. to operate in a space where our experience base can help us have the best impact possible and reach out to intended beneficiaries. Mm, definitely, definitely. Historically, I mean, just give us a sense of uh, the range of uh, uh, the cost profile of this lending. I mean, um, so, you know, what, what would be the costs uh, or... Uh, the cost of putting deals like this together. So it might, yes, be a billion rand, but one would argue that you would have management and administrative costs that would take up some of this money. How much would that be when you consider, I guess, uh, the historical pattern of uh, the cost structures that you put into some of the deals you've worked on? I think what we've done for this particular uh, uh, program is to look at waiving those costs. We, we are responding here to a pandemic that has had an unprecedented impact on the day-to-day -day business activity of many of our SMEs. So the cost for us, which is like raising costs and administration fees, those can be waived off. The main thing would be to say, as we provide this loan, where we have progressed beyond the grant portion, is to have no interest, at least with no repayment terms over the first 12 months, and thereafter, hopefully, as I said, 
this thing hopefully would not last forever. Mm. They'll be able to contain the spread better and flatten that curve, as is always said. Then we can move to more commercial terms and hopefully be able to leverage that fund to help other SMEs sure. that might fall into a similar type of distress maybe not COVID-19, something else, but we'll be able to help them going forward. Okay. Daddy, I want us to pause there for a second. Uh, we need to take a quick spot break and uh, check what's happening in the marketplace there. But when we come back, I want us to take a look at the process here of application, the criteria, what, what kind of hoops uh, one would have to go through in order to be able to access this kind of support. And I uh, also want to open up the opportunity to, to you, uh, the listener. You might have a question for uh, David Murobe, uh, who's joining us from uh, Business Partners, uh, where he is the group executive for impact investments i'd love to hear from you give us a ring 089 also going to be checking out some of those tweets that are coming through uh, even on this particular matter so uh, do send those through on at metro fmsa use the hashtag metro fm talk we continue with our smme exchange on the other side of this 21 minutes it is after 8 p.m. Uh, you tuned into a Metro FM talk here on the Mighty Metro. It's our SMME exchange. And uh, today having a very critical conversation and uh, one that is certainly crucial to the fortunes of uh, small and medium-sized enterprises uh, who are going to be ravaged by the disruptions of the 21-day lockdown. And uh, we're into the fifth day. Uh, or nearing the end of the fifth day of that uh, lockdown and uh, uh, certainly uh, many small businesses already beginning to feel uh, the impact that this is going to have on their cash flows if uh, they certainly haven't felt it already. And I'm joined on the line by uh, uh, Executive uh, for Impact Investments at Business Partners, which is uh, going to be administering the 1 billion rand uh, donation extended by uh, Johan Rupert. Uh, and I guess, uh, David Morabe, I want us maybe to start off on that point before we even get to the issue of criteria. It's quite clear here there is maybe a misalignment of expectations. I think uh, just judging by the announcement that was made by the presidency, there was an expectation that this is a kind of donation rather than, uh, you know, a a credit obligation on the part of SMMEs. Um, Do you want to maybe speak to that? Because, uh, you know, if I look at the reportage around this issue today, I look at a statement, uh, for instance, from the EFF, which uh, suggested... Uh, that, uh, you know, this fund has been uh, set up uh, um, as a sophisticated loan shark scheme that will indebt SMMEs and ensure uh, uh, that Johan Rupert secures long-term profits from a national disaster. I mean, what do you make of uh, how this news has been received and maybe uh, the crisis of expectations or misalignment of expectations that there has been? Yeah, it's unfortunate, and I hope the misalignment of expectation will subside with time. Uh, I think it would be very remiss for anyone to try and profit from this uh, pandemic, which has actually affected not only South Africa, but the world as wide, at large. And uh, the SMEs in particular have been severely affected thereby. Mm. So the fund, by our the contribution by our patrons, is a permanent donation uh, with no repayment to the donors per se, but they have tasked us as players in this space to come up with innovative mechanisms to support these businesses and to provide... Wait, let me understand this. So it's a donation from your patron and one of your founders and a shareholder in business partners to yourselves, and the obligation has then been placed on you to do what you would ordinarily do, which is to extend this to the SMME landscape. But you would normally do that on economic terms, right? You would do that on terms that ensure your own viability and also ensure uh, that you achieve your own markups and margins. Is the same going to happen here? What's the split between grants and bonds? Yeah, so what we've done, we've opted to ring-fence this fund 
for this specific purpose. As you said, the COVID-19, there's a lockdown now, but the effect is beyond just the days when there was a lockdown. From the first announcement of this COVID-19 uh, having, um, you know, one the first infection, and now we're having over 1,300 infections, it shows that this thing will probably be with us for quite some time. And we had to come up with a mechanism to say, let us see how we can reach out to these SMEs as best we can. And the combination that we've then said, come up with a distinct packages for the different type of SMEs that you can help. And make your mechanisms could be by way of grant to some of the SMEs. Mm. And some of you give them loans. And these loans be given on favorable terms, as I've said, where the repayment obligations are meant to mitigate the challenges that those businesses are having. You're having a payment moratorium or a holiday for a longer period than would otherwise been given. The normal uh, business partners' commercial loan terms have been put aside for this program to help SMEs in general to make sure that uh, these SMEs can sustain, especially those that can prove that they've been affected by COVID-19. When they reach the growth trajectory level, the normal business partners' commercial terms will kick in and we'll be able to do business with them and hopefully the economy as a whole will get back to health. If you ask me, I think this uh, pandemic couldn't have come at the worst time. We've been having a low growth environment for some time already. We are in a technical recession. And worst of all, we've just had the ratings downgrade. Mm. So this is one of the interventions that we can say, how can we help these SMEs not to go worse than where we are at at the moment? And I think that's why we devised the the packages that we've uh, come up with. I mean, I want to come back to to maybe a question I posed earlier on, and uh, maybe I'm a bit slow today, but I want to maybe understand, I guess, the the criteria you would uh, apply in distinguishing who... Um, you know, should be receiving a grant as opposed to maybe somebody who should be receiving, uh, you know, a loan in this particular case. Let's maybe come back to that and then we'll take a look at the criteria uh, that uh, uh, you want to look at here in extending these funds. Well, perhaps the best way to say it is all qualifying SMEs will be eligible to an initial grant. Okay. And then those that are formally registered entities can take a further step and Mm -hmm. apply for a loan to uh, push them through this period over a period of time, and that we can go up to okay. about a million rents in, in a loan amount. Okay. And the grants, what's the quanta there? We're looking currently at about 25,000 initial grant. Okay, 25,000 yeah. initial grant. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. what do people have to do, or what do they have to be to get this? Well, first, be a South African-owned business and be compliant, be a compliant taxpayer. Then you can apply for funding from us. You need to provide us with uh, supporting documentation that will enable us to assess and make a quick decision to be able to assist you. And some of this information would comprise annual financial statements, uh, at least to the previous financial year. And then you have management accounts at least up to December, not more than three months back, you know. And then we can look at if you're having employees on your payroll, uh, you could supply EMP201s to us so that we know that these have been submitted to SARS, three months bank statements. Mm. These are by and large corroborating information that can show that this business was a viable business and had it not been for COVID-19, they probably would have sustained. If you would agree with me that there are some sectors that have been more impacted immediately by this, think about those that are in tourism, those that are in the entertainment industry, restaurants are having less 
um, you know, revenue-based than they would have had under normal circumstances. And we're calling out to them so long as they are compliant in this space and our South African businesses for us to be able to take applications for them and hopefully turn around within seven working days. Okay, all right. And uh, and maybe just, a, I guess, a last question on this particular one and a lot of questions coming through here. Uh, but uh, most of them really speaking to this uh, issue of misalignment. And maybe instead of me asking that question, let me give it uh, to Aotea Grand, who said it was announced as if this was going into the Solidarity Fund. Uh, uh, but we seem uh, uh, to now see the establishment of uh, uh, trust or, or even a trust relationship or something of that sort. Um, and uh, I guess the president did indicate that uh, this was going to be extended to small business. Uh, maybe just explain the rationale of not maybe you know, channeling this to, through existing channels. Uh, you, you already have, uh, you know, CIFA, you already have many of those who would report to the Department of Small Business Development. Uh, uh, wh- what was the choice on the part of your patron, aside from the existing relationship, uh, to to uh, try and disperse the funds in this fashion? Yeah, uh, firstly, I think there was a bit of confusion around the establishment of the Solidarity Fund, which is meant for a totally different intervention than that of small businesses. I think they will be helping through health and other forms of assistance. And this one billion rand donation by our patron was specifically for small businesses to help them ride the tide through this difficult period. And uh, we looked at a number of avenues that we could assist our businesses at. In terms of choice, I mean, CIFA, is a considerable shareholder. Our government is a, is a shareholder yes, in business yes, yeah. partners through mm-hmm. CIFA. Mm-hmm. And in these programs, I think we require as many forms of intervention sure. during this time than to say we want less. As such, we as business partners as well are open to collaborations with many others. We want to mm-hmm. call out on pro- professional accounting firms if they come on board, foundations, to contribute more. Perhaps mm-hmm. now we have a billion. If more people come on board, we could have four or five billion. And imagine the impact that could have in, in terms of reaching the SMEs and the number of jobs that could be preserved thereby. Mm-hmm. I said earlier on the choice was simply based on the, the pedigree of business partners over the years, the proven systems that they have. And, and I think we do have something to sure. contribute in this space. As we speak at the moment, annually, we invest over a billion rents per annum into small and medium enterprises. It is our pure focus. We have nothing else that we do except formal small and medium enterprises. And we are really elated at this opportunity and want to serve our country. It's a great opportunity mm-hmm. for us. Dr. before I let you go, uh, you would have seen uh, a lot of the uh, liquidity measures announced by the central bank uh, towards the end of last week. And uh, for maybe people that might not be familiar with the space that you occupy, uh, uh, are you anticipating that some of that will trickle down and uh, uh, in the fashion that you were describing earlier on so that you're able to really scale uh, the impact of the work that you're doing? Because the whole idea is really to inject liquidity, relax uh, the conditions under which many commercial banks lend uh, or borrow from the central bank and hopefully have some of that money landing uh, in the pockets of households, and in this particular case, small and medium-sized enterprises. Are you having any of those conversations to make sure that the billion uh, that we're speaking about here becomes a lot more? We need to have those conversations. Anyone who doesn't look at it this way would be very missing the point completely. It's important to see how these funds can be liberated. Mm-hmm. What the Reserve Bank has done is probably one of the biggest levers you can have. We're hoping that our bankers can come on board with whatever relief mechanisms they can give to our SMEs. Think about the corporate landlords that house our small and medium enterprises. Mm-hmm. If they give them some kind of grace, then what that billion does is to have a higher trajectory in terms of the impact and reach to our small businesses. David Morove, we'll have to leave with them. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, sir.
that there was uh, the executive for uh, impact investments at business partners who are going to be administering uh, the 1 billion rand uh, committed, I should rather say now, rather than maybe donated because uh, things uh, uh, seem a lot more grey. Uh, uh, certainly if you look at some of the reports that have come through and uh, also on the back of the conversation we just had with uh, David Murobe uh, there and uh, uh, certainly would love to hear some of your own perspectives. Uh, what do you make uh, of this and uh, interesting deployment model uh, of this one and I guess you know if you are doing the giving you have the choice of the channel through which you decide to give. Yep, I guess that's the reality of it, right? Uh, that, um, you know... Uh, he who decides to give uh, also in many instances has a lot of uh, power, considerable power over, uh, I, I guess, in relation to uh, those that are on the receiving end. It certainly does uh, a place into sharp focus uh, some of the uh, contests over power.